We're glad to be sharing the ministry of Tabernacle of Praise with you. Now join us as we receive the Word of God. Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. Let's begin reading with verse 13. When Jesus came into the coasts of Caesarea Philippi, He asked His disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Verse 20 says, Then charged he his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. Wait a minute. You just spilled all this out to us, Lord. And now you're charging us. You ever been charged with something? Pastor Don has been charged. That holds some weight when you get charged. Verse 21, From that time forth began Jesus to show unto His disciples how that He must go into Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed. He changed His whole story in the blink of an eye. Caesarea Philippi was the city that is known today as Benias. It's an ancient city that developed around a spring that was once associated with the Greek god Pan. Pan was the god of the mountainside, the god of the pastures, the god of the goats, the god of the sheep. Pan depicted, was depicted as this shaggy, wild-haired-looking man that was half goat and half man. You've seen the pictures of the Greek god Pan. Pan often spent his time galloping through the the countryside after nymphs, as the mythological God would. Nymphs were mythological, beautiful women. And what he would do is he would gallop through the woods and the pastures and the, the, the hillsides, and he would either catch them and hurt them or he would catch them and rape them. That was, his, that was the God that they were serving there. The banks here are, are, are located at the foot of Mount Hermon, which is just north of what we know today as the Golan Heights. And the spring and its banks were one of the main sources of the Jordan River. Understand this. This spring that was known to be Pan's place of pleasure and leisure was actually the beginning or one of the main tributaries of the Jordan River, the river that Jesus was baptized in. In its original name, it was called Pandas. The original name of this city before it was Caesarea Philippi was Pandas. And it was named, obviously, after what god? Pan. Anyone traveling through this known area, the wooded, mountainous, pastorous area of around Caesarea Philippi in Jesus' day, would move through that area very quietly because they still knew the story of Pan. They knew that there was a Greek god there at one time that was Pan. 
and they knew what Pan was doing. And so anybody that traveled through that area would be very, very quiet as not to disturb Pan. Caesarea Philippi, even in Jesus' day, still held to a lot of Greek traditions and the god Pan. And often they spoke of the fear of just visiting the area of Caesarea Philippi. It is from the Greek word pan that we get our English word panic. Panic. And that's what I want to talk to you about. Y'all thought I was going to talk about loosening and binding, and didn't you? Yeah, fooled you. Panic. Pan was thought of as the god of anxiety, the god of fear, the god of fright. To travel through his area brought anxiety to you. To travel through his area brought fear and panic to you. And it is through the, the use of panic. Listen, if you've ever watched documentaries in the animal kingdom, lions are very shrewd because they align themselves in particular places. And then a couple of lions slip around and they just run at the deer. And the deer panic. It is in this panic that's created that they lose their head. There's a fear and an anxiety because the lions are upon us. And it's in those places that creates the ability of the lion to grab a hold of the deer to take that deer's life. Not only to take that deer's life, but that deer becomes his meal for the day. You see, they're there to kill, steal, and destroy the deer population. Does this sound a little familiar? The element of surprise in warfare is greatly desired because the element of surprise in warfare creates panic. You ever been surprised? Somebody jumped out from a behind a tree and surprised you? Were you like me and went, what was that? Most of us do what? Especially if it's dark, it's in the nighttime, because we used to pull this on people all the time. I grew up in the country. And one of our favorite things was to do was to hide behind trees and have our brothers bring their friends by. Oh, you talk about panic. You've never seen boys run so fast. Man, they thought the bear had a hold of them. The element of surprise. When you have an enemy panic and you create mayhem and disarray in their lives, guess what happens? The battle's over very quickly. It's over very quickly. And that's what the devil wants us to do. He wants us to serve the God Pan. We, we, we don't serve. Listen, when you panic, you serve the God Pan. Uh, understand that. Let me, can I, everybody look at me. We all worship something constantly. And what we worship is where our focus is. That's what you worship. Whatever you focus your mind on, that's what you're currently worshiping. If you're listening to me and you're focusing and you're listening to the Word of God, that God is your God. If, if right now you're off somewhere fishing, fishing's your God. If right now you're, you're, you're already on vacation, vacation's Whatever you're focusing on is what you're worshiping. And the devil, Pan, wants to get you to worship panic. Panic. Because panic is a God. It's interesting that in Matthew 16, Jesus takes his disciples and his followers to panic land. 
Caesarea Philippi. He take because he's about to unveil something or something in the spirit. One of the greatest things that we read about of unveiling about Jesus Christ is who he is. It's about to happen. But before that happens, Jesus takes everybody through panic land. Pan. Can you imagine as Jesus is walking through there? Jesus doesn't care anything about pan. But I'm sure the disciples, they're walking behind Jesus. And they're giving that look over the shoulder because after all, we're walking through pan land. We're walking through panic land. Up until the time that we're reading this, the focus had been on the purpose, the person of Jesus Christ. All focus was on his person. If you look at verses 13 through 20, he speaks. We just read it. He speaks. So who do men say that I am? Who do you say that I am? And it's revealed, and you're blessed, Peter, because it's not been revealed to you by me or any flesh, but the, you know, the spirit realm has revealed this to you. All of this, but in verse 21, Jesus totally changes the subject. He doesn't talk about who he is anymore, but he talks about what he's going to do. You see, Jesus had just brought them through panic land. And Jesus wants to, in our panic, understand something. We need to understand in panic. Oh, I'm not in panic. Hmm. There's other words in the Scripture for panic. Since we don't like panic, and be, we don't want to be connected to pan, it's called worry. Worry is connected to the same word as panic. Anxiety, connected to the same word as panic. Disbelief, connected to the same word as panic. You see, the God of Pan carries a lot of weight, even in our society today. But Jesus wants you to understand something today. He wants you to understand that even through panic, who He is, not only that, what He does. What He does. It seems that though many today, in and out of church, are really in this thing that we're going through, turning to panic. Fear of the unknown. What's lurking in the woods? What's going to happen tomorrow? All of those things, people are questioning that. Listen, not all fear is bad. Fear, fear of the Lord is powerful. The Bible teaches us that word, but that's a respectful understanding of who God is. Fear the Lord and keep His commandments. Respect Him for who He is. There, this, listen, I, I don't go out to 20 and say, you know what, I need to get to the other side and uh, say, you know what, I fear no man. I'm walking across 20 at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. God's going to protect me. I don't do that. You know why? Yeah, because I'm stupid if I do that. Number one, that's not faith. That's not faith. And number two, maybe I ought to panic if I do something like that. I ought to panic in my stupidity. Number three, those on the 20, they don't know who I am or what I'm doing. And there's always one guy that says, well, you shouldn't have made that mistake, dude. There's always that person. Listen, there, there is a respectful thing about certain fears, but it's an admiration. There's a fear that is an admiration of God to understand that. God gives you the understanding about certain things, and fear can be your friend. For instance, you're walking along in Arizona down a trail. You ought to be afraid of that sound. Mm -hmm. You're walking through this beautiful meadow. It's just full of grass and flowers, and, and you hear, you better turn around. You know what's coming at you? The bull. You're in his pasture. Respectful fear means I'm going to cross the fence as quick as I can. So there are some respectful fears we understand. It's rational, respectful. God even uses them as tools. 
tools for our growth. But irrational fear can be a tool as well. Irrational fear can be a tool as well. Devil uses the irrational fear in our lives as a tool to work on us. You know what tools are for, right? They're for work. Okay. You're looking at me like you didn't know what a tool was. Maybe you think I'm a tool. What? what? The people in Jesus' day, just like today, had irrational fears of Caesarea Philippi. The people in Jesus' day still, fear, still feared Pan. The Greeks had been gone a while. But man, this fear, this anxiety, this still lingered. Understand that the Lord will often teach us our greatest lessons when He takes us through our panic, our fear, our anxiety. He will teach us some of the great, just like the lessons that were learned right as they passed through there in our reading. He will take us through those things. Lessons that show that He's greater than Pan. Jesus is greater than Pan. Jesus is greater than your anxiety. He's greater than your worry. He's greater than your struggle. You know what a lot of mistake we've made in American church? This, we've made a, a big mistake in, where the Bible says the Lord will keep us. Our mistake is this. He'll keep us in our house. He'll keep us in our car. He'll keep us in our boat. He'll keep us in our driveway. He'll keep us. No, that's not what that means. It means He'll keep us in here. You see, we don't want to endure some things. We don't want to endure some things. And so what happens is we, we, we want to interpret that as God will keep you in your spirit. If He keeps you in your house, if He keeps you in your car and in your job, fantastic. That's great. Don't think God won't do that. But the Scripture is teaching us that, listen, this is a spiritual thing. It's not a physical thing. It's a spiritual thing. Now, we, we, the church has turned so much of the spiritual realm of God into physical so that we can relate. Not to God. Mm. so that we can relate to us. We can feel good about, oh, you know what? The Lord is bountiful, and He has all. God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. God has created this whole thing, and so there's no way in the world God would allow me to go without. Because without to us is different than without to God. Okay, I'll get off that. I can tell you. Jesus was greater than panic. You understand that as they crossed there, they understood Pan, Pan's motives were not so good. He wanted to hurt and rape and do those kind of things. That was Pan's. They understood that passing through this area. You know, he wanted us to understand that he's greater than any devil that'll pillage or, or do anything to come into our life to create this dear panic because the lion has roared. You see, the devil comes about as a... Go ahead and say it. A roaring lion. There's a reason that lion's roaring. Create some panic. Because of Calvary, we can face our fears. We can face our anxieties. Let, let me... I'm going to say something here. You know, my wife and I talked about it a little bit yesterday, but I prayed about it this morning. One of the things America's church don't we don't understand today is that in... In the world, but let's, let's narrow it down to America. There is a spirit that, that's operating throughout our country. And it's not the spirit of fear. It's the spirit of torment. 
Many of you are lying awake at night worrying about paying this bill or worrying about getting this virus. Many of you are during the day not being, you can't rest, you can't sleep at night because you're worrying about this. You understand that's the God of pan. That's panic. That's what a tormenting spirit does. A tormenting spirit creates this thing in your mind that just draws you away from God and all about this issue. A tormenting spirit. There are people that are, there are people that are successful doctors with seven children that because of torment commit suicide. A doctor who we know was probably making dirt pretty well, probably pretty successful, has a lot of kids. Because of torment, he couldn't take it any longer. That's what was left in his letter. He was just so tormented about things that he just took his own life. That, that's the spirit that's, that's creating the atmosphere in America. It's a tormenting spirit. What that tormenting spirit does is that it invites us into the spirit of fear. Because when we're tormented... When we're tormented. Have you ever been tormented by something you did and you asked God to forgive you, but you just kept on? You know, was it that God didn't forgive you? No, no, no. That tormenting spirit showed up and said, Look, there's no way God forgave you for that. Get that but not that. that. That's the one God doesn't forgive. And He will torment you with that. Or, you know what? I just, I'm looking at my bank account and I don't get paid till the first and there's no way. And so God, God is our provider. God is our provider. But a tormenting spirit says, you know what? You're sunk. And so you, you can't even rest during the day. You don't sleep at night, but you can't even rest during the Tormenting spirit. It's called the God of Pan. That's who that tormenting spirit is. It's the God of Pan, the God of panic. Have you ever panicked before? Pastor Don has. Man, I've panicked in several different situations. I'm not normally, I'm one of those, I'm not way up here and I'm way down here. I'm just sailing through life. I don't, but there's been a couple of times I panicked. I remember swimming across Lake Conroe. I got halfway across and I got tired. The problem was I was halfway across. You, there, <laughs> it's the same distance any way you go. And I panicked and I drowned. And it hadn't been for three guys in a boat who I saw one of my feet that were passing by. Pastor Don wouldn't be up here today. Thank God. God, This was way before I ever knew the Lord, way before God ever found me. God was looking for me then. He said, well, I need to send those three guys. They need to veer over and get that. Look at his foot. Look at that. He panicked and look what happened. But I panicked. I remember I panicked. And you know what? The only place you go when you panic down but because of calvary we can face these fears and these panics jeremiah 29 and 11 for i know the thoughts that i think toward you saith the lord i know god god is reminding himself and reminding us i know the thoughts that i'm thinking of do you know god has thoughts about you he has thoughts about your life. He has thoughts about your, your family. He has thoughts about all. He, he's thinking about you all the time. I know this, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace, not evil. God's thoughts about your peace, not evil. To give you an expected end. An expected end. You ever expected something in your life? 
You're, you did something, so you expected to get something? You expected, you know, uh, I'm five years old, and I'm, you know, I'm eight years old now, and, and my mom and dad's been doing this every year as my birthday comes around, so I expect to have a birthday party. Can you get it? Why do you expect that? Because it's been God. Listen, God has an expected end for you. You, you, ha, you can expect that God has a peaceful end for you. Don't panic. This is not time to panic. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. This is one we could all quote. Lean not to our, thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. And he will direct thy paths. It's not time to panic. You know, as long as, I'm quite sure the disciples and the followers of Jesus, as they were walking through Caesarea Philippi, felt very good that Jesus was there. Mm-hmm. They're following the one that had control over it all. They're following the one that was the master of it all. And as long as I'm with him, you see, that's why if we'll trust in the Lord and don't lean to our understanding, you know what creates panic in our lives? When we try to understand it ourselves, when we try to create our own understanding of the issue, the problem, the situation. How is this COVID thing going to end? Somebody, please. It's going to end well. It's going to end well? When is this ever going to stop? You don't know, neither do I. It may never stop. Boy, that brings some panic right there, doesn't it? Whew. That brings some panic. Listen, that, that's why we shouldn't panic. We have no control over that. Most of the things that we fear and have anxiety, and tr- we have no control over. And I found this out in Don's life. There were things that I feared that when they actually came to pass, <laughs> wasn't that big of a deal. I wish I'd have just went ahead and done it. And got it over with, and I wouldn't have wasted all that time in panic. In panic. See, we think of panic as all this. Ah. No, it's anxiety. It's fear. Philippians 4 and 6. Be careful for something. Be careful for everything. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, that fervent, that requestful prayer with thanksgiving. A lot of times we come to God and God help me, God help me, God help me. And we never thank Him. We never have, there's not a supplication of thanksgiving in our life. We're too busy panicking. God, I have this issue. Thank you that you're the God that has the answer. Thank you. Who has the answer to COVID? God. Who has the answer to our civil unrest? God. Who has the answer to our economic problems? God. Who has the answer to your panic? God. 1 John 4 and 18. There's no fear in love. Uh-oh. There's, he, this man that wrote this was John the Beloved. There's no fear in love. Perfect love casts out all fear. Perfect, perfect, complete, total, absolute. Cast that because fear hath torment. There's a tormenting spirit sweeping our country that's creating fear, which dissolves our love. You know why we're fighting each other? 
We're not fighting each other. Sure we are. One of the things you did not do in the little town I grew up in was fight one of the Biddick boys. And you know why? Because there was three more of them. And they didn't care what the fight was about. They didn't care who you were. You had all four. It was, it's coming. You're going to get all four of them. Now, if you can whip all four of us, fantastic. You did your job. Never happened. Never happened. I'm not bragging. It just didn't happen. We, we were bound together as brothers. We had an absolute. You know what? You don't mess with the Biddick brothers. What happens if we as the church ever, if we as American citizens ever, as we as the people of God ever get the idea that we're binding together? And nobody, nobody, mm -mm, nothing's touching. You know what? Then those that are in absolute power lose absolute power. Do you know why? we? Why is it we look on the television and we see people that we know are fraudulent, we know are criminal, we know have no inkling about what our lives are about, nor do they care, but we re-elect them again and again. Can, can you explain that to me? Because I can't explain it except for one word. Huh? Lazy? No, it, it's a worse word than that. Fear? It's a worse word than that. Say again? Stu- stu- can you say it loud, Jesse? It's stupid. Ignorance means you don't know. Stupid means you knew, but you chose not to anyway. And we know, but we're choosing to do the same thing over and over again. That is stupidity. Why are we doing that? You know why we're doing it? Because no, I tell you, it's it's worse than that. We're not unified. There's not a unity in the American people to say we've had enough. That's the reason they keep having us fight each other. To keep the unity down. They want us to fight each other. They want us to fight each other over race, economics, stature, whatever it might be. Where I live, what part of the country I'm from, you know, I, for the longest, Yankees and Rebels. You know, that when I was a kid, that's how, we, that's how we defined the North and the South. That's how I grew up. You were there a Yankee or a Rebel. I mean, I called myself a Rebel. Now, you know, we got milder and said Confederate. I'm not a Confederate. There's no way. There's no way. I don't hold to that. I am a born-again Christian that wants to bind together with you so that we can put a stop to this God pan. He moved from Caesarea Philippi to the U.S. And we let him immigrate. What are we doing? Church, we've got, church, we've got to get a hold of this. We got to get a hold of this. We've got to unify. We've got to be a unit. See me after church and I'll show you how to fight. If, if you don't want to fight that way, y'all, you can fight like me and my brothers. We, yes, exactly. Because there's no such thing as a fair fight. You know what a fair fight's called? A boxing match. Unless you're Tyson and Hol- Holofield, then that wasn't fair. But a fair fight's called a boxing match. Outside of that, there's no such thing as, you ever watch MMA? It's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. It reminded me of when I grew up. That's how we fought. You kick in the head, you bite on the ear, whatever you can do to get them and make them tap out. I give up. That was what it was about. You know what? What if we operated in the spirit like that? Where that, the pan comes by and goes, 
I'm tapping out, I'm tapping out, I'm tapping out. That's hurt, that hurt, that's enough, that's enough. What if we ever did that? Man, what do you think would happen in this country? What would happen in the church? We don't, we don't see the devil tapping out. That's the deal. Let's, let's be honest. Come on. We don't see the devil tapping out. But it, here's the thing, Pastor Chris. Every time I speak the name of Jesus, you know what the devil's doing? He's tapping out. He's tapping out. He, he, can't, he can't take that. That's too much. That's too much. Because he knows what's going to happen. He already knows about the battle. He's just looking at stupid us. And thinking, I bet the devil has... He's probably trying to figure out why we're this stupid. Lord, I, I, I'm a deceiver and I've been tricking them. And man, I can't believe they got this far. I, some of you are getting mad at me. Perfect love casts out fear because fear hath torment. And he that fears is not made in perfect love. When you have fears, that means there's not a complete love in you. It doesn't mean you don't love. It means there's, that love hasn't been perfected or completed in you. It hasn't been completed in you. You understand, it's the devil who wants to torment you, right? He wants to torment you. Fear is one of the greatest allies of torment. Fear keeps you up at night when you should be sleeping. It, it causes you uneasiness when you should be resting. It creates anxiety in your spirit. Where the Bible says that we don't have a spirit of fear. We're not given a spirit of fear. There's anxiety in many people in the church, in their spirit. There's a fear and an anxiety. God gives us a spirit of peace. Fear creates a distrust in God. Pan the God creates a distrust in the real true God in our lives. Fear creates panic. Panic is the device that's used to kill, steal, and destroy. Remember our little story about the deer? Panic is the device the devil uses to kill, steal, and destroy. Maybe, and I, I pray it is, that in this time of fear and panic that's sweeping over the world and our nation, even the church, maybe this is the time when God's going to step in and say, listen, we just passed through Caesarea Philippi. Now I'm going to show you who I am, and I'm going to show you what I do. Many of us on this side of it are thinking, you know what, this is, this is over. It's the end. It's, it's, we're kaput. So for you Germans. It's complete for us Americans. Even in the darkest hours, we heard all. Thank you, Austin, for just listening to the Spirit. In a jail, in a prison. You're in prison. Why? Because we're going to throw you a party? I don't think so. You're in a prison because in a Roman prison, you were in prison for a reason. Your life is going to be ours, one way or the other. We're going to hold it or take it. In a prison, two guys singing, praising the Lord. And the prison bursts open, not just Paul and Silas's jail cell, every single cell burst open. Because two guys said, you know what, in the darkest part, in a place where we probably should be fearing for our life, we might ought to panic because lophead guy's coming and he's going to take our hell. No, 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 not in a panic. We, were, we worship the Lord. We worship the Lord. In a panic, we said, you know what, we're not going to panic. 
It's not time to panic. Everybody around us is panicking. We're going to worship the Lord. And the next thing you know, everybody around is going, oh, yeah, my door's open. There's two guards and there's a hundred of us. What do you think, guys? You see, the devil wants to think, wants you to think he has this magnitude of things over you. He's not omnipresent. He's not all powerful. He doesn't hold all of that. All of the stuff he holds is what we allow him to hold. If we just recognize him as, hey, it's all of us. Y'all understand something today? Can I start over here? It's all of us against one devil. Now he's got he's got his little army, but it's all of us against he, he's the leader. You know what you want to you want to disband an army, you know what you do? You take down the leader. You take down the leader. When you take down the leader, the army disbands. It runs in fear. It panics. You don't think the devil panics? Scripture tells us he panics. When Jesus went to the man that was full of demons, they panicked. Oh, why did you show up? It's not time for this. You weren't supposed to be here now. You're not supposed to be doing this to us. Oh, don't don't do that. You know what? The, they fear hell as much as you do. Hell is not the devil's playground. The lake of fire is not a place that they're all looking forward to going to. We, we get this mind that the devil's got his little pitchfork in the lake of fire. And he's glad that people are showing up because now you're in my home. He hates it as much as you do. It's total destruction for him. It's t- 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 all the tormenting that he's doing to us. It's going to happen to him for eternity. He doesn't want that. That's why they panicked. Uh, pig, pigs. We know, you're, you're Jewish. You hate pigs. Throw us in the pigs. Okay. I'll do that. Just for you, devils. And you see, the pigs were smart enough to not let devils hang out in them. They ran off the cliff and drowned themselves. Many times we live in our fear and anxiety because we're not smart enough to understand. We're just allowing that to live in our lives. You don't have to let fear and anxiety live in your life. You don't have to be off to panic. That's not what God wants you to do. That's not what God wants you to do. Jesus wants to show us, I believe, I'm going to give my bishop, got to give his bishop 5 and 12. I'm going to give my first Don 7 and 9. Say again? Yeah, and this is three cents worth. No, this is two cents worth. <laughs> I'm a penny short. I believe God's about to show us the church, not, not the world. The world doesn't get it. They don't understand it. They don't care. But I believe God's about to show us who He is. And I believe God's about to show us what He does. The beautiful thing about this is when all what Bishop talked about goes down and all that rigmarole goes down and all that torment and panic goes down, we're out of here. We're out of here. We're done. It's over. Rapture. Maybe we ought to be preparing to get out of here. Maybe we ought to be preparing to get out of here. Hmm. Well, that means I'm packing my bags and I'm hunkering down at home and waiting for the rapture. Nope. Nope. That's it. Grab as many as you can to take with you because we're out of here. Do you understand that's God's promise? Not once, Bishop. I can't. 
not once, and I'm pretty sure we've both looked, and we can't find where God ever failed on a promise, right? God doesn't fail on promises. And when he said, we're out of here, we're out of here. Why would, why would we panic over this? What if this is the end? I'm going to end with this. What if what we're going through in America is the... Now, this could be the end of America, and that's the fear of a lot of people. Why? Why do we fear that it's the end of America? Because we like our nice big homes and our nice big cars and being able to go wherever we want, whenever we want, however we want, and spend as much money when we want to. And and we're not told where to go and what to do. We like all that. We, We don't want to lose that. I don't want to lose it either. I enjoy this life. You know what? If I'm out of here, God, I, I don't care. I don't care. None of this, this is all meaningless. We have a fear about losing something when, listen, if he keeps you, you haven't lost one thing. You haven't lost one thing. What, what are you going to trade for over yonder? A home? What are you going to trade for over yonder? A job? What are you going to, yeah. Yeah, by the way, U-Haul won't be working at the rapture. It's not happening. What would you trade for that? Absolutely nothing. And yet our fear, anxiety, the God pan, has us loading up the U-Haul. Pastor's not against you having what you have. God's not against you having none of that. Understand this. Whatever your focus is, whatever your focus is, that's your God. When I become fearful of losing, I can't lose God. I could walk away from Him, but I can't lose Him. God, God can't get lost. God can't get lost. It, 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 it was the young boy that was lost. It was the penny that was lost. It was the sheep that was lost. God never was lost. God never will be lost. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. There are times when He may take us through panic so that we learn a lesson, though. Just as He took them through Caesarea Philippi, Venias, Pania, Pan's rule. He took them through a scary place, but he took them through it to reveal himself and what he was going to do. And since God is the author and the finisher of my faith, I'm going to, you know, it's time for me to put my pen down. And I'm busy wanting to write my faith, and I want to. I want to finish this. God, this is how I want my life to finish. This is how I want my faith to operate. I'm not the author of my faith. I'm not the finisher of my faith. And the sooner I put my pen down and let God write in my word and in my heart and in my spirit, as soon as I do that, the God pen disappears. He disappears. God instructs us to have good common sense in our belief. That, that, y'all play, I know some of you are looking like, well, you're getting out there. Common sense in faith is the same thing. Common sense in your belief is putting feet on your faith. Yeah, because faith, if, if there's no feet on faith, there's no faith. 
If you don't, if you don't do something with what you believe, then what you believe is meaningless. If you don't do something with what you believe, it's meaningless. Don't raise your hand, but how many of you did not vote in the last election? Okay, I'm going to say this would be really sweet. If you didn't vote, then shut up. You didn't participate, and you didn't make change, and you didn't offer your... So zip it. That's, faith is that way. Listen, don't be crying out, my faith, my faith, my faith, when you haven't put any feet on it. Because James said, faith without feet, faith without works, faith without feet's dead. You can run all the races you want. If you don't put your feet down on the ground, you're not going very far. Not going very far. Didn't I tell y'all I was ending? I'm sorry. There's no time to panic. Listen, there's no time to panic. The pan, the God of panic, panic. We, we're not listening to you today. Pan, you can just move on. Pan doesn't exist. He's mythological. Oh, but he does. Pan exists as long as we operate in panic. We give pan the God life in our life when we operate in panic. There's just no time. Jesus is here to show us today. He's here to show us today. Jesus is here to show you and me today who He is and what He does. Amen. Who He is. Who do men say that I am? Well, some, can I just bring this to modern day? If Jesus were here today, He would say to us, who does the uh, other denomination say that I am? Well, some of them say you're the devil's brother. There are, yeah, there are denominations that say Jesus is the devil's brother. Well, some say that you're a second entity to three gods, that you're, you're a multiple part of three gods. There are some who say that. There are many varieties. Oh, uh, oh he's the candy stick. When I need him, I call him. Otherwise, I don't, that's, that's who some, and then Jesus would say to us, well, who do you say I am? Who do you say Jesus is today? Look, look into your heart. Is he just another God amongst many gods in our lives? Is he the brother to our enemy? No, Christians don't think that. Oh. Really? I don't understand why God did this to me. You're just hitching him up to the devil's wagon. Wherever your focus is, that's where your worship is. And Jesus is asking us today. He said, I, 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 when, we got through Caesarea, when we got through panic, my first question to those that followed me was, well, who do people think that I am? Well, they say this, but who do you think that I am? And big mouth Peter, the guy that was jumping in front of everybody. I can see him knocking all the other guys down. Jesus, that's just how he was. You are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. Is that who Jesus is for you today? We're living in a panic world, y'all. We're living in a panic world. We're living in a state of, and listen, I'm not telling you not to be understanding and cautious, but what I'm telling you is not to be panicking. Don't run out in the middle of I-20 at 5 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. You need to panic if you do that. But use, your, use the wisdom 
we use the term common sense, but common sense scripturally is the wisdom that comes from God. Don't think that you have common sense because you're so common sensed. Be grateful to God for common sense because it's what God gave you. Bishop and I were talking earlier, and we both know people that, you know, he was talking about one guy, you know, that could do these math problems in the head before you could do them on a calculator. You know, I had a brother-in-law, he's passed away. The man was probably one of the smartest guys I've ever met. Brilliant. But unless you showed him how to take the top off of a Coke, he never got a drink of a Coke. Once you showed him, he got it. You know, love him to death. But he didn't, y'all follow what I'm saying? And so there's a wisdom and a, that God wants to give you and I. But it, it's not a wisdom that comes out of panic or fear. It comes out of faith. Listen, I understand it. All, all we're hearing now on television is negativity, right? Is there any station you can turn on? Oh, everybody, well, let's watch Fox 4. But, uh, they're just as bad as 5, 8, 11, and the rest of them. Because they're all creating this panic. One group saying you ought to let the government do everything, and the other one saying you ought to load up and get your guns ready for the government. They're all creating panic. Where, where's the common, where's the faith, where's the wisdom? I totally believe that this is in God's hands. I don't have one shadow of a doubt that it's out of control from God at all. He got this whole thing working just like God can work it. If, if Trump's elected or Biden's elected or whoever's elected, doesn't matter. God has control. It's a point. You don't believe it? Look up the scripture. All people put in power are appointed. You mean Hitler was appointed? Of... Mm hmm. God's purpose will be God's purpose. The reason the Hitlers come into power is not because God's a cruel God, it's because we're an unusual people. Humans are just messed up. What, what if, I'm going to throw this out, what if Germany had been Holy Ghost filled, apostolic, Pentecost, whatever you want to call them, full of God's word, full of, what would, do you think Hitler might have not taken over? It could have been that God had a different appointed plan. Could have been. Just, just letting that, leaving that out there for you. We know God knows way ahead. We know all of those things. The point I'm trying to make is this. When God purposes, God completes. We talked about this Wednesday night. When God purposes, God completes. And God purposed something in the garden that He's going to complete. He, he hadn't disbanded the purpose. He, he's had to change some of our purposes to get us back to the original purpose, though. God didn't purpose for you to go through what you're going through. God didn't purpose for you to be panicky, fearful, and anxious. He didn't purpose that. He purposed a garden where everything was taken care of. We just messed it up. But that doesn't mean He's just eliminated that purpose. He goes, let, let them have at it then. No. You know what He wants to do in our panic and anxiety? He wants to bring us back to original purpose. That's where He wants us. 
That's where he wants you. Stand with me if you would. We make choices every day. Some of them are purposeful. Some of them are emotional. There's different choices we make every day. But what we have to understand is that God wants us to make a choice, not in panic, not in anxiety, not in fear, just in faith. Do I really believe he has it? Yes. Okay, now can I get a little closer to y'all? Do I really believe he's going to take care of the United States of America? Can I get a little closer to you? Because that's a little sketchy. He may be taking care of it, but it may not be the way we want to. Okay, let's, let's get real. Does I, do I believe God's going to take care of my family? Do I believe God's going to take care of me? Do I really believe that? Does it depend on what day it is? The first or the fifteenth? Yeah. <laughs> November the third? Or the fourth, whatever election day is on this year. January twentieth, sixteenth, whenever they inaugurate whoever. If I believe God's going to take care of me, because that's where you have to start. Believe that God's going to take care of you. Then the anxiety and fear of your family, you can step over and say, you know what? God's going to take care of my family. He loves me as much as, and them as much as he loves, and he loves us. And if God can take, then God could take care of, you know what? God would take care of the church that we go to. he, He would, he will. That's what he does. And you know what? Since we're in this, God will take care of that, that that's south and southeast area of, uh, of the Arlington, uh, the Fort Worth, the Dallas. He'll take care of that. Yeah. It's what we focus on. Do we panic? Or we just say, God, you got it. Here's, here's what... Here's what God wants us to do. Everybody look. Keys to the kingdom. God, you've got it. Give it to Him. Give it to Him. Lord Jesus, thank You for Your Spirit this morning. We come together as the church of the living God. We stand against a spirit that is trying to pronounce itself over our nation. This, this tormenting, fearful, anxious, pan spirit that's trying to sweep its way over our country in this world. But God, we stand for our country. We're not going to allow it to come into our lives. We're not going to allow it to come into our family's lives. We're dismissing it out of our state. Matter of fact, Lord, we're just opening the borders. We're opening the borders. That spirit can just now leave the United States. You can leave the borders. Because we, the church... We stand on the name of Jesus. Lord, your name is the most powerful name that exists. At the name of Jesus, devils flee. People are healed. Homes are restored. Thank you, Jesus. We stand on that name this morning. Our focus, Lord, is not on ourselves. Our focus is on you. Our focus is on you. 
And I know when I focus on you, I'm going to focus on those around me. I'm going to focus on others. I'm not going to be wrapped up in my... I know every time I get wrapped up in me, God, I get anxious. Every time I get wrapped up in me, I get fearful. Every time I, I panic when I get wrapped up in me, God, because I don't understand it. I, don't, I can't handle it. God, I have to give it to you today. I give it to you. We possess the keys to the kingdom. Today we stand on what, uh, on who you are. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Not only that, we stand on what you do. We stand on it today. God, help us as a people to unify. God, help us to not be separated by, by race or politics. Not to be separated by what we think good and evil is. Right and wrong. Not to be separated because all those things are being orchestrated to us through media. But God, help us to look into your word and find out that my brother is my brother and my sister is my sister. That, that's all I need, God. That's all, that's all we need as your church. Thank you that you just didn't save the Jew, but you saved the Gentile. That's, a, that's us in here today, Lord. We're so thankful you saved the Gentile. God, help us to get a grip on this, to focus on what we need to focus on. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm not giving an altar call like we normally do this morning. I want you to walk out of here today with a focus. With a focus. With a focus. He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. God, free us from pain. Free us from pain. Free us from anxiety and fear. Free us from those things that call... Free us from race. Free us from politics. Free us from all those things that... Lord, let, let us love one another. My Bible tells me there was one Adam and one Eve. Every single one of us, every single one of us came from the same blood. Every single one of us, we're all the same. We're, you know what? I'm related to you whether you like it or not. You've got me as a kinfolk whether you like it or not. You're just going to have to endure it. Let's leave this place today with a focus. Let's leave this day with, today when we leave here with the idea that, you know what? We are made overcomers. We're going to overcome all the things that come against us this week. Why? We don't serve Pan. We serve Jesus. For more information about Tabernacle of Praise, look us up online at tabernaclepraise.org. We want to hear from you, so be sure to connect with our Facebook page. We also have a free app that you can use to keep up with events or be notified of bad weather. And you can listen to our sermons directly from the app. Thank you for listening, and have a blessed day.